Good morning. I'm back. I wanted to share some of my process this week as I start to just kind of share more about my life personally. Um, yeah, my first episode felt pretty vulnerable <laughs> and I had a lot of back and forth moments of like, is this okay? Should I take this off? But ultimately, I don't think that that's what I want to do. I'm really feeling called to just share more of my story um, as I build community. But I've definitely been reflecting a lot more on <clears throat> the time I spent in the school that I talked about. And I haven't really thought about that in a really long time. You know, I'm in my late 30s. I'm almost 40. Typically, <laughs> I like to make fun of that period in my life because there's a lot of it that is funny. Um, there is a lot of it that's so ridiculous. And sometimes I'm like, did that really happen? But yes, it did. Uh... But then there's other times where I'm like, dang, it must have been really hard for you, little Nat, to exist in an environment that was more invested in figuring out how to get you to conform than nurturing your gifts and abilities and your authentic self. Usually I don't sit in that space for too long because why, you know, I've been to therapy, I've done the processing, um, me and my family have done a lot of work that I feel like so proud and so grateful for. But yeah, I just kind of found myself having those old feelings come up this week because there is just... <laughs> basically what happened was so do you guys know about the, the company or organization focus on the family it's very popular among super conservative people um they send out newsletters they make a lot of like books and how-to guides all sort of centered around creating this one type of godly family you know so it's like very cis very straight um very religious pretty uh ignorant when it comes to issues around race and identity and oppression and like history so I was like I wonder if that org is still around so I I like looked them up oh there's my alarm and they're totally on Instagram which kind of blows my mind because I just remember being like five years old and getting their monthly newsletter in the mail um and the newsletter I don't know if like my parents actually read it or not but I would like read it and there was always recommendations about like who we should be voting for as a Christian and 
how you should be having conversations with your children about like sex and talking about like our eternal <clears throat> oh what was the language they used just how if we don't align with a specific way of living our lives on earth you know we're gonna have to pay for that in the afterlife which I feel like is enough to sway most children <laughs> um and I think if you add on top of that and like you'll be isolated from your community if you like stray like if you're a little kid, you're not going to want to like deviate from the path that's being set in front of you, at least not when you're younger. So I've been doing a lot of reflecting about this period of time. I looked up focus on the family. They're like definitely still a thing, which is like so weird to me. Um, but then I was sitting at my altar this morning and I was like, okay, what is coming up for you as you like decide to share more of your story? And I got a little emotional because currently it's like fear. There's like a part of me that is really scared. And that really surprised me because I don't have, while I'm a very anxious person, I don't fear things. Like, I feel really protected and blessed by the people and the community and the relationships I have, like, to spirit, right? Like, I don't fear things. Um, and so it was just interesting kind of sitting at my altar this morning and having some quiet time that I'm like, oh, there's, like, still this little part of me that is like scared, <laughs> you know, like scared to talk about this, scared of backlash, scared that like some made up person is going to come forward and be like, you shouldn't be saying these things. You're lying. You're bringing shame to your community. How could you? You're embarrassing your family. You're ungrateful. Um, you are not being aware or sensitive to the people who raised you, who only had good intentions, you're the one doing damage. I think that's also where my fear is coming from, of like, by me sharing my story, I'm somehow hurting someone. And maybe I am, but it just feels complicated when it's like, how do I talk about years of my life <laughs> that also like caused harm to me in a way that is not from a space of anger I don't feel angry anymore but there's a part of me that still feels like it they need to be protected and that I think was surprising to me this morning like this not only feels vulnerable, but I'm actually like, I want to feel protected right now, and I don't when I talk about this stuff. So yeah, heavy. Another funny thing I noticed 
was like, okay, so I recorded the first episode. Also, this is not where I was expecting the podcast to go, but here we are. Uh, This week, (laughs) after I made my first recording, I found myself listening to Third Eye Blind, like, on repeat constantly. Uh, And that one album, I forget what it's called, but it's like, it's like the iconic one from like 1996 or 1997. It's like red. There's a lady's face on it. So that was one of my first CDs. Like it was Third Eye Blind. It was like Carlos Santana and then in the NSYNC album, their first one. Those were like my first CDs. And I remember like listening to the album this week being like oh my god this album is so good but I only have memories from like certain songs and I realized like shortly after I got the CD it was like destroyed in front of me like someone had taken it and an adult had taken it and read the lyrics and um broke it and threw it away in front of me. And I was like, oh yeah, like I forgot about that. How that happened. I haven't thought about that in a long time, but that is like such a memory linked to this album of like being in middle school, being really excited for this like rock music that, oh my God, I feel, y'all, I feel very deeply. And I actually like can't listen to certain music on certain days, depending on like what I have going on, because I will just be in it. I will like fully embody and experience whatever the person, the songwriter and like the musicians behind it. Like I just, I'm very affected. And so this album like totally moved me (laughs) as like a 12 year old, 11 year old. Right. And so To have that sort of like found, gone through, judged, and then like destroyed in front of me, like literally like breaking the case, um, was kind of a lot. It was kind of a lot. And so that just made me laugh because like, oh, right. Okay. This, this is in me. Like these memories are very alive um and very present in this moment but yeah just another example of how healing is not linear right but I mean I'm still I'm listening to this album all week I invite you to join me it's such a good album uh (laughs) and it makes me really happy it's a breakup album I mean that's why it's so good but it's just like There's something to being able to, like, listen to it now and sing along and, like, allow myself to feel kind of similar feelings to how I was feeling when I was 11, Um, but just, like, really connect to it is, like, a very freeing experience. I don't know. So maybe that's inner child healing. Maybe that's something else, but I feel like that's important. All right, I promise the next time I share an episode, it's going to be about somebody else's trauma and life experience. Um, I'm excited to have other therapists and social workers and mental health care providers on 
sharing their own stories of healing and the relationship to spirituality and mental health. So I promise it's going to be a little different. But before I go, wanted to share with y'all my coaching program that I will be starting up in January. It is a new offering that I'm very excited to share. It's called Queer Portals. It's a specialized four-month program that centers the growth of queer and trans therapists and mental health care providers who are people who live with a spiritual lens. The spiritual health and well-being of mental health care workers is not really respected or understood in the field of mental health care. And for those of us doing the work of remembering, it can be a lonely and stigmatizing place. Integrating spirituality back into mental health care is crucial for the future of our own healing, and we're not meant to do this alone. Queer Portals provides expansive and holistic support to queer and trans mental health care providers seeking community, education, and coaching around integrating their personal, professional, and spiritual lives. In this space, we'll learn the importance of spiritual practice and protection, the healing legacies of queer and trans people, and how to partner with spiritual tools with reverence and consent, and expand our understanding of the mental health industrial complex. Building this foundation serves as a commitment to your own healing by preventing future burnout and learning to invest in yourself and community's health. This space does not exist in graduate programs, group practices, or nonprofit settings. And doing this work requires integrity, right? Ongoing constructive feedback and support. Queer Portals is a space for you to learn, practice, and grow your commitment to yourself and your spiritual well-being. So if you are a queer and or trans mental health care provider and you're interested, I encourage you to visit my website, sunshadowhealing.com slash queer dash portal. Um, there's more information on the website and that is where you will also see where you can apply. Um, if you have any additional questions, feel free to reach out through my website as well. And I would be happy to answer them. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you back here very soon. Bye-bye.